Time to take flight with Audio Airstrike. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to another edition of Audio Airstrike, a pre-Thanksgiving of Audio Airstrike. This will be a shorter episode as we gear up for the holidays coming up, kicking it off with Thanksgiving this week. Um, So thank you for those of you who are listening to this. I'm thankful that you listen, you tune in every week, whether it is on Instagram, on YouTube, or on Facebook, or whether you're listening to the Audible of this on SoundCloud and iTunes. We appreciate you for listening every week. With that being said, I want to give my condolences to the Combs family and also talk about the passing of Kim Porter. Those of you who know who Kim Porter is, she is Diddy's former partner and mother of three of his children. This is a very sad arrangement. This was something that was very sudden. And they found her dead in her um, Los Angeles home uh, this past Thursday. Um, some of the things that he wanted to say about her. Now, they did stay quiet um, on social media. You know, his, her, you know, her children kind of stayed quiet on social media and for obvious reasons, uh, a lot of emotions there, a lot of thoughts there, a lot of grieving to do. Um, but Diddy finally came forward and said this, and I quote, we were more than best friends. We were more than soulmates. We were some other ish. I'm just trying to not cuss. So that's why I said ish and not the other word. And I miss you so much. That is the quote. Now, it is very um, a trying time for them. So if you could please uh, pray for them, uh, pray for everybody that has been touched uh, by the legacy and life of Miss Kim Porter. So rest in peace. Also, uh, another set of sad news. Uh, and I didn't want to start off the episode with this, but I wanted to kind of get this out of the way and give uh, respect uh, where it's due to Stan Lee. Those of you who know Stan Lee, he's the creator of an entire franchise, of an entire Marvel universe, and has devoted his life to giving uh, many audiences and many generations um, stories that we will never ever forget and a legacy that he left behind that changed the entire way that we look at pop culture through the brand of Marvel, through Spider-Man, through Iron Man, through Black Panther, through Thor. All of these heroes that are now household names, he has thought and conjured up and created and put out there for the world. So we just want to give condolences to him and we just want to thank him for everything he has done. And we look forward to celebrating his life um, for years to come because he has definitely left a legacy behind that nobody will ever forget. Now, moving on to some very interesting news, but nobody should really be surprised. Takashi 69 is placed in a gen pop at a brutal prison. The feds say he is in danger. Takashi 69, this is based on an article by TMZ, is getting no special treatment while he is in prison awaiting his bail hearing because he is chilling with every other inmate in general population. TMZ has learned. 6ix9ine's lawyer Lance Lazaro tells us 6ix9ine has Takashi has been placed in a gen pop at Brooklyn's Metropolitan Detention Center as opposed to being held in a segregated part of the federal pen due to his celebrity status. 
That's interesting because the MDC is notoriously brutal with inmates that are extremely dangerous, violent and escape prone and escape prone, according to the U.S. Justice Department. I've said this on this show before. He's playing a dangerous game. And I recently looked at the Breakfast Club interview. There were two things that he said he was afraid of. God and the FBI. And he should be. Um, I don't think he needs to be afraid of God because I think he does need him at this time to get him through this trying time. Um, But in terms of the FBI, once you're on the FBI's radar as a threat or a felon or anything that could be a detriment to society, you are going to continue to be on their radar. You are going to continue to be on their hit list. You are going to continue to be um, in the spotlight of their eyesight almost. Um, You are going to be looked at with a microscope. You are going to have every action you do called into question. Um, With that being said, I feel like he's not moving smart enough to really get the FBI off his back. Luckily, he has decent lawyers that are helping him. But when you think about the road that he has been on, he fired his entire team that was basically stealing money from him. And also the different beefs that are going on. Eventually, it's one of those situations where are we slowly witnessing self-destruction? Are we? You know, that's is that, is that too early to call? Um, I'm not the one that I want to throw the book at this kid, but I feel like if he doesn't change his ways, and maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe him being around those guys could be his wake-up call. Maybe somebody's pulling him to the side and be like, look, man, you got your whole career ahead of you. You shouldn't be doing this. We don't know what's going inside that general population area at the most brutal prison. I don't think I don't think he's sitting over there going out of his way trying to flex on these guys. I think if anything, I think what's going on is that hopefully that he is okay, he's safe, and they're giving him game on what to do and how to be a better person and to keep his career intact rather than being a detriment to his career and self-destructing himself. Um, I do think that this is another distraction. I do think this is another antic um, that he has kind of brought on himself. I think it's a combination of antics that he's brought on um, himself. Um, when I turn around and when I look at every other article about him and half of it's negative and you rarely hear any positive stuff, you have to be careful about the antics that you do. You have to be careful about what you're doing and you have to really, really, really also make sure that you have a close circle around you that is going to look out for you. And when I look at what 6ix9ine said in that Breakfast Club interview, it seems like a lot of people in his circle that were once a part of his team were not looking out for his best interests. They were looking out for themselves. Uh, they were screwing him over every chance they can get. This is based off what he said in the Breakfast Club interview. I'm just doing an overview of it. If you want to see more details, you can go watch the Breakfast Club interview. Um, I think this. I think all of this. I'm hoping all of this can be a wake up call for him. Um, he's young. He still has his whole life ahead of him. I just hope he's able to really think about 
his kid, you know, taking care of his family and moving on with the music instead of worrying about, oh, who I got beef with, what antic am I going to do? Come test my gangster. That's that, 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 that all that's going to do is give you a reason to be even more scared of the FBI. So hopefully this is a wake up call and he learns how to move and finesse better. Speaking of moves, Snoop Dogg will get his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. This is a big, I mean, I think it's long overdue considering how crossover Snoop Dogg has been, not only as a rapper, actor, entrepreneur, but also what he does for the community in terms of being a coach for a lot of youth uh, through the sport of football. It is awesome to see this. I think it's long overdue. And the following quote that I have over here is from producer Quincy Jones, Warren G. and Jimmy Kimmel, who had this to say, if there's anyone who deserves Hollywood's highest honor, it's Snoop Doggy Dog. You crossed over so many lines. You crossed over genre lines before almost anyone in hip hop did that, which could be a true statement. And then another quote um, from somebody who wanted to celebrate uh, Snoop Dogg's Highwood Walk of Fame uh, acceptance is Snoop Dogg is one of those people that can do anything. He raps, he acts, he hosts a TV show, he cooks, he helps community kids with his philanthropy work. He is a man of the ages and we welcome him into the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Awesome, awesome quotes all the way down the line. This is some positive news. Trust me when I tell you, if anybody deserves this, it's definitely Snoop Dogg. So shout outs to Snoop Dogg for getting his well-deserved Hollywood Walk of Fame star. He's a multi-talented individual. We know him as a rapper. That's that's something that's a foregone conclusion. He also is an actor. He's currently acting in a play called Redemption of a Dog. And then you mix that with his philanthropy work in terms of working with community kids on the football field. He definitely deserves this award. Uh, A lot of the people that he is coached and helped out as a kid are now some of them are NFL players. So that says a lot about him, Um, his heart, um, his talent and also his IQ. Um, If anybody deserves this Hollywood star, it's definitely him. So. Shout outs to Snoop Dogg. There's only one Snoop Dogg. So uh, exciting news. Very, very, very exciting news. The long awaited Godzilla versus King Kong shoot has begun. So a little bit information about that is filming will take has taken place in Hawaii and Australia. This is a presentation of Warner Brothers Pictures and Legacy Entertainment. Godzilla vs. Kong is scheduled for release as of this recording for May 22nd, 2020. The film will be distributed in 3D, 2D, and in IMAX Select Theaters by Warner Brother Pictures, except Japan where it will be distributed by Toho Company LTD. So, exciting news about that. Now the storyline will focus on the path that both Godzilla and King Kong take to fight it off in a head-on collision. Now, 
this will be the follow-up to the Godzilla King of Monsters, which is scheduled for a 2019 release. And based on who the director is, so the, it is directed by Adam Wingard, who also directed The Guest and You're Next. I think this could be a very, very, very good film and much anticipated. This is something we've waited years to see. These are the two most famous monsters that we've ever come across. And um, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I'm, I'm interested to see it. Um, I don't want to fast forward to 2020 just yet. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely interested in seeing this. I think it's going to be a good I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, by the looks of it, it looks like they got a good cast uh, booked for this. It's going to be similar to the cast um, that we will see in Godzilla King of Monsters. Um, that including Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, Rebecca Hall. Let's see, just naming off a couple names. Jessica Henwick and Kyle Chandler. So a who's who, a little bit of a who's who of people. So, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a really, really good, really, really good film um, based on what we're hearing about the preliminaries about it. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what the trailer is going to look like, because that's really going to tell me if I want to see this film or not. Um, On paper, it looks good. I'm looking at some concept art right now. Concept art looks pretty well. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what the trailer looks like. So we're going to be interested Definitely, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat if this looks if this trailer looks fire. But if the trailer looks trash, uh, I hope not. I really I really hope not. But we'll see. In other news, we saw. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which stars Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith. For those of you who don't know who Justice Smith is, Justice Smith is also the lead actor in the get down that was canceled on Netflix. Not trying to bring up bad memories, but I mean, I, my heart goes out to any show that's canceled. That's that was decent. Um, Ryan Reynolds is playing the voice of Pikachu. This looks like an interesting, very fun um, comedy action type of film. Um, I think the trailer was good. I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what the feedback is going to be about it once we see the full film. Um, doesn't look like a lot of twists and turns. It looks like a very, very, very fun joy ride that if you're, you know, that if you're interested in in venturing out on, this looks like more of an action adventure type of deal, but it does have some fantasy and and mystery to it. This does have some fantasy and mystery to it. So it's going to be interesting to see where all this goes. I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we got a lot of up-and-coming movie stuff that's happening. Also, Creed is coming out this week. That stars Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, and reprising his role as Ivan Drago, an older Ivan Drago. Dolph Lundgren will be back reprising his role, training his son. So, that's going to be an interesting movie. I will definitely give my synopsis on that i'll definitely get into that i'll definitely talk about that a lot more um once i see the movie this thanksgiving all right so another news i just wanted to touch base on this so apparently antoine haywood 
was asked to leave the Powerhouse International Ministries Church after the pastor of that flock said to stop dressing like a woman. I saw the video and I was disturbed for this reason. The problem with a lot of religious institutions and especially in the Christian community, we tend to focus on religion and religious rules over salvation at times. Um, I feel like first and foremost that his salvation should have been the focus rather than what he came in dressed as. Um, my problem is, is that we say, come as you are, and then we get scared when somebody really comes as they are. Um, if you're not comfortable with how somebody dresses or how somebody looks, then you shouldn't be using the tagline, come as you are. Now, I'm not now I don't know the culture of the powerhouse International Ministries Church. But I'm just kind of making a general statement. This is a misconception that happens in a lot of institutions of faith. Um, if we are going to, if you as a faith-based institution turn around and say, come as you are, and we'll accept you. Um, we just want to let you know about the God that we serve and your salvation matters. And that should be the focus first and foremost. If you care about the person's soul that much, everything else after that can come second. Y'all can get into the y'all can get into the little tidbits of everything else after that. But in my personal opinion, having a certain uh, level of faith, the person's salvation should be number one. It should be what they came in here dressed as. Um, now, let me repeat that. What the person should Sorry about that. What the person should be focused on is his salvation first. I feel like at times that faith-based institutions kind of focus on religion rather than relationship. And in order for you to really build a relationship with somebody that's trying to find their way, whatever they're struggling with, you need to not come off very, very judgmental. Um, I don't know the pastor personally. I don't know this brother that got kicked out personally. My thing is this. It's this kind of actions that kind of makes people feel kind of judged and not wanted around the church. They kind of feel like that they're going to be a scolded judge as this brother probably felt when the pastor said in the middle of his public congregation that we need for you to leave because you are dressed like a woman. We're not going to be putting up with that. Um, exiling somebody and doing that in front of the congregation. What message does that convey towards your flock as well? You know what I mean? So my whole point is we need to focus on relationship and salvation over religion. Um, religion kind of tends to get tied up in rules when you have a relationship with God 
and you focus on let me have a relationship with those who are less fortunate, who are lost, so I can show them the light and let me not be so judgmental. That is the way that a lot of people of faith should be taught. But sadly, that is not the case. And I hope someday that people of faith can get back to that sort of standpoint. And that's just my thoughts. Now, with all that being said, I've went over all these topics. There's a couple things that I want to say. I'm thankful for many things um, this year. I'm thankful for all of you that have tuned in and listened to every episode of Audio Airstrike or in passing, everybody who's liked a video or liked the different guests that I brought in. Um, I want to take this time out to give a special thankful shout out to you guys. I'm thankful for you guys for listening. You don't have to listen. There's dozens and dozens of podcasts that are out there, hundreds and thousands of podcasts that are out there. But you guys decide to take time out of your day to listen to Audio Airstrike. And for that, I'm forever grateful um, I want to give a shout out to everybody that has come on and that has given their opinion on this show, uh, past or present or future that will, you know, that will continue to give their voice to the conversation, a conversation that actually promotes decent dialogue to learn from rather than worrying about, oh, if I'm right or wrong or not, or worrying about if, um, I need to say this because it's my opinion. I need to say this so I prove that I'm right. No, we need to say something because we need to learn from each other. And that's what that's what these conversations on audio airstrike has been about. Um, so for those of you who have listened uh, to any episode, um, we definitely appreciate that because at the end of the day, audio airstrike is about having progressive dialogue. Progressive dialogue matters. So I just want to thank you guys for that. Um, to those of you who uh, watch us on YouTube, watch us on Facebook or watch us on Instagram, uh, we just started dropping uh, new video content. We appreciate you as well. Um, to new listeners, we want to thank you for tuning in and hopefully you enjoy the content from here on out. Um, so this is going to be a shorter episode than normal, probably one of our shortest episodes. But I wanted to put something out. Um, to show my appreciation for you guys, I didn't want to take this week off. Um, you know, I just wanted to really give something out there to you guys. I know this is, this is going to be a little bit of a quicker episode, but I just wanted to really express my gratitude and really express how thankful I am that I get to do something that I love. And you guys um, take time out of your day to listen. Uh, and it means a lot to me and it means a lot to the, uh, the brand of Audio Airstrike. So I thank you guys. All right. So once again, this is another episode of Audio Airstrike. I'm Everett Hall McNeil. Until next time, everybody. Take care.